Welcome to Supercharge My Practice, a podcast dedicated to helping you build a thriving and fulfilling natural therapies business. Each week, your host, Anil Mustafa, interviews leading practitioners and field experts, sharing proven tactics, inspiring stories, and actionable steps that will help you unlock your potential. Supercharge My Practice is proudly brought to you by My Appointments Practice Management System. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Supercharge My Practice podcast. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that I personally feel is very important, but it's also undervalued, and it's something that I feel every practitioner should be doing, and that is mapping out your patient's journey. Now, the reason why this is so crucial in running a successful practice is because it greatly improves compliance, which naturally improves patient outcomes and subsequently leads to more referrals which of course leads to a practice that grows on autopilot. It's such a simple yet effective strategy that could be the difference between new patients finding you and you having to go out and market yourself to find clients on a regular basis. Now, although as practitioners, we often are quite clear about what our patients need, the treatment plan often lives in our own heads and it's usually not conveyed to the patients or certainly not in its entirety. Now, I want to be clear here, the patient journey itself shouldn't just be about the treatment plan. It should reflect the patient's entire journey. And that is from when they first book their appointment to the moment they walk into your door to the moment they walk into your treatment room, when you start the treatment, at the end of the treatment, to when they're going to your reception desk and then out your door. And very importantly, what happens in between their next appointment now and their next appointment. Now, I highly encourage you to spend a good 10 minutes mapping out this entire process, thinking about all the touch points and what you're going to say or do. Not only will this lead to improve your services, but it also provides clear communication and helps build trust and loyalty. When patients know what to expect, when they feel heard, understood and supported, They know that they are in the right hands, which will naturally improve your compliance. And as I said earlier, anything that improves compliance is going to improve treatment outcomes. So here are a couple of suggestions on what you should be including in your patient's journey. First of all, number one is to look at the first point of contact. Usually this will be their first booking. If you're taking the appointment on the phone, have a bit of a loose script. I don't suggest having a script that's word for word. I suggest having a loose script that you'll remember and refer back to, but not that you have to memorize because if you're memorizing something, you're going to stumble. So you want it to come naturally. So you just want to dot point out what you're going to say uh, so that the patient is very clear about what to expect. If they're booking online, send them a welcome email or an SMS. Let them know everything that's pertinent to their first visit. Tell them what to expect, where to park their car. And I think this is a great opportunity to also thank them for choosing you to address their health needs as well. The next is intake forms. You want to get all their details up front. Not only does it save you a huge, huge amount of time, but it makes a difference in you getting to know your patient before they've even walked in the door. Now, this is really important because 
patients then feel like you know them before they've even started speaking to you. And when you can build that level of trust quickly, you're going to find that those patients are more likely to listen to you and take you on your on your advice. Now, for the tactile therapist, this is even more important because it affords you the opportunity to spend actually more time going through a treatment plan, or sorry, the actual treatment itself. Now, for the everybody, it's also a really good opportunity to bypass all the stuff that's not all that relevant to the specific treatment and deep dive into the stuff where you need to extract a little bit more information to really get to know your clients. All of this can be in- automated through your practice management system. It's certainly something that we've built into the My Appointments practice management software so that you don't have to even think twice about getting this done. It's all automated for you. Now, the next step is to look at what happens when they actually come in for their first visit. When they walk into your office, think about what you're going to say. Again, same as earlier, have a loose script to tell them some basic information. What, for example, is where, for example, I should say are your toilets? Do you want them to take a seat? Are you running late? Give them some basic information. You know, here's some magazines that you can read while you're waiting. Give them something so that they know what to expect. Any level of ambiguity makes patients feel uncomfortable. So if you can remove that away, you're going to find that they're going to be more relaxed and more receptive to any information that you give them. Now, these things might sound really basic, but think about whenever you've gone in to see somebody and you're not sure where to go or what you're meant to do, you feel this sense of you know uncomfortableness. And that's not something you want to be feeling when you're going to see somebody to address your health needs. And this is even more pertinent when they're walking into your treatment room. Have you ever gone in to say, have a massage or to see a practitioner and you don't know where you're meant to sit? You don't know where you're meant to put your bags. If you're undressing, where are you meant to put your stuff? If patients are having to sit down and think about this and feeling, you know, a bit silly, you know, often like, which way am I meant to lie on the table? What am I meant to take off? Am I meant to be face up? Am I meant to be face down? If patients are worrying about all these little niggly things as they're trying to relax and get ready for your treatment, it's not a good first impression. So take away all of that ambiguity by being very, very clear about what to expect. So when they're walking into your treatment room, what are you going to say to them? Are you going to introduce yourself? Are you going to ask them what the weather is like today or how their day's been? What's going to be the first thing that you say to them? The next thing you want to uh, uh, talk to them about is what to expect in the treatment itself. I can't count how many patients have walked in the door and you've started going through an assessment with them or asking them questions and all they want to do is jump on the table and get you to fix them. They don't understand why you need to dive deep into their history or why you need to do any form of assessment before you actually see them. They don't understand that by having all of the information, and this relates to all therapists now, by having all of the relevant information and taking the time to extract that information, you're going to be able to offer them a better service. So take the time to explain to your patient what's going to happen in the treatment before you actually start the treatment itself. Now, when you are about to start the treatment, the next thing is, what are you going to tell them? Are you going to, again, tell them where to lie down, where to put their belongings, what to take off? What what are they going to be doing? Let them know what to expect. You're going to give them a treatment. If you're a tactile therapist, you're going to do a reassessment and then you'll let them know what they need. If you're an ingestive therapist, you might just be discussing with them exactly what's going to happen. You're going to go through their history. You're going to ask them some detailed questions and then you'll map out what they'll need to do in their journey. 
These are all of the really important things that help patients to feel more comfortable and know what to expect from your treatment. Think about what you're going to say if you are a body therapist or a tactile therapist. Think about what you're going to say during the treatment as well. Are you going to have some standard questions that you ask? Are you not going to talk to your patients? Are you going to put relaxation music on? Think about all of those little things about what your patients are expecting from you and, and, and portray it to them so that they understand what's going to happen. Now, at the end of the session, what is your plan? Will you let them know uh, before they walk out the door that you're going to uh, tell them what they need? Are you going to give them a reassessment? Are you going to let them get changed before you give them their reassessment? What is going to happen? Now, obviously, all of this reflects back to what to expect from the treatment itself, but it also helps in the patient knowing when to rebook their services. So it makes that next step once they finish the treatment to rebook them as well. When they come out of the door, what are you going to say to them when they come to your reception desk? The treatment's ended. Are you going to ask them to rebook? How are you going to ask them to rebook? Do you have a script prepared? Highly, highly suggest that you do. Know what you're going to say to your patients so that you remove all of your own ambiguity, your own concerns or your own um, blocks so that you can be confident and clear delivering that information to your patients. And when your patients are leaving the office, are they walking out with a clear understanding of your services and how long it might take to get better? Have you told them that you will contact them between care if it's relevant? Have you told them that they can contact you in between care if they've got any pertinent questions? Think about all of those finer details about what's going to help your patient get better results uh, and for them to really feel comfortable and confident in your care so that they do listen to your advice and get the treatment outcomes that they deserve. When your journey, your patient's journey is mapped out in such detail, when they know what to expect, when you know what you're going to say and do it every step of the way, again, the, res- the results your patients receive are so much more predictable. And when your patients know what to to expect, they'll naturally want to follow through and rebook on the spot. So I'm going to take you through my own patient's journey and what I would typically say to my patients when they've walked into my treatment room, okay? So they've been through the receptionist. The receptionist has gone through those basic information about where the toilets are. Here's the magazine and they will be out shortly. And then once they walk into my treatment room, I'll start by introducing myself. I'll ask them how their day's been. Did they find the practice easily enough? Just make a little bit of small talk before we get started. And then I'll say to them, great. Now, what I'm going to do is go through your intake form with you. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. I'm going to do some testing. I'll leave the room, let you get changed. Uh, Once you get onto the table, we'll start doing some work. At the end, I'll let you get changed. And then I'm going to do another reassessment on you to see how much you've improved. From there, I'll tell you what you need. How does that sound? Great. Patient is now very clear. Once I've gone through that whole process and I've got them on the treatment table and I've given them a treatment, I've let them get changed, the next step for me to do is to tell them what to expect. So I'll say to them, so Mary, with sciatic pain, typically it takes between one and three visits to get pain relief. It can take longer depending on how diligent you are in following the advice that I've given you. However, the more you can do outside of my office, the less I'll need to see you. So again, typically my patients, I'll need to see them once a week for about three to four weeks. Uh, We need to find what's causing the problem, get on top of it and make sure that it doesn't come back. So again, doing your stretching is going to be absolutely vital. 
So once we get you out of that pain, then I may need to see you every month, every six weeks, every eight weeks. It depends entirely on how well you respond to treatment. And again, coming back to what it is that you're doing outside of your care. Now, no matter what I do in here, if you're not following my advice or if you're going back to your day job that's causing the problem in the first place and you're not doing anything to help relieve it, it's going to take a lot longer. So again, as I said, the more you can do, the less I need to see you. Do you have any questions? No. Great. Fantastic. Let's walk to the reception desk and organize for your next appointment. Now, what you're going to find is that the minute that patient walks to your reception desk, you've already told them you need to see them next week. There's not going to be a surprise when you ask them to rebook, but don't ever tell your patients do you want to rebook or when do you want to rebook or when suits you? Tell them what they need. So my script goes something like this. Okay, great, Mary. As I mentioned, I need to see you again next week. Do you prefer morning or afternoons? Mornings. Great. I work on Monday and Wednesday mornings. Which do you prefer? Wednesday mornings. Excellent. I've got 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. available. Which do you prefer? 11 a.m. Fantastic. Mary, I've booked you in for 11 a.m. I'm going to follow you up in a few days just to see how you're going. Remember that some soreness after your treatment is completely normal. Uh, If you are concerned, you can always reach out to me, drink plenty of water, do the stretches, make sure you have your Epsom salt baths, and I really look forward to seeing you again next week. Did you have any questions? No, fantastic. Then I'll see you next week. Now, can you see how this patient is walking out feeling so much more comfortable, so much more confident? Now, you can go that extra step, which I always did, which is in the reassessment process, I'll say, this is what I found. You can see that when you came in, your pain was this and now it's that. You can see that your range of motion was this, now it's that. When you're mapping out all those things specifically about how great your results have been, this is what helps improve your outcomes and your patient's confidence and faith in you as well. And for the ingestive therapists, this is also really pertinent. It's obviously not something you're going to notice in the initial consultation, but for your follow-up visits, you should be saying to them, When you first came in, you said your energy was um, a low two out of 10. It's now six out of 10. That's a really great start, given that we're only two treatments into your treatment plan. Now, for you as well, for the ingestive therapist, I also think it's highly, highly, highly important that you also write down everything that you want your patients to do. And this applies to all therapists, but with the tactile therapist, there's generally not as much information. So within the My Appointment system, we've created the ability to add notes and attach files. So stretching streets can be saved and sent or any other information can automatically be sent to the patient. But for the ingestive therapist, often patients walk out feeling so overwhelmed because of the amount of information they've had to take in, even just outlaying to you what they're feeling, how it started, how long they've been having it for feeling those symptoms for, those will make your patients feel exhausted and naturally they're not going to be able to take in all the information. So when you can write down everything, and I don't mean put it in a piece of paper that they're going to lose, it's in your practice management system. Again, in my appointments, we've already inbuilt this in. You want to type it out and make sure that they have a copy and sent and that they can refer back to it at any time. It should be sent via email uh, so that they can always refer back to it. And what you want is to explain to them all of the things that you know they're likely to forget or they didn't understand. You want them to be able to refer back to it and see that you really know what you're talking about. The other thing that I highly suggest for everyone is to have a welcome pack. And that's something that you should be giving the patient as they're walking out the door. My welcome packs included, I had my gym at this stage as well. So it included a seven day free pass for the gym. It had a magnet on there. It had a list of all of our practitioners, their bios, 
our the practices mission statement, our values. It had a list of all of our services. It had uh, information about products that we sold and basically everything that the patient needed to know about our practice, had a book, et cetera. The other thing that it had was information about their services. So if that person came to see me with sciatic pain, I would have a, a stretching sheet ready to go that spe- specifically focused on sciatic type pain and it would be automatically added into their welcome pack. I'd also have a sheet, a sciatic sheet. So on that, it would talk about what is sciatica and uh, what are the symptoms and what you can do to help yourself get better as well. So all of that information, when it's put in a welcome pack, the patient has the opportunity to walk away with that information and read it at any time and, again, get to kind of pick up on things that they missed out on in the care that they didn't retain. All of these little things make an exponential difference in setting yourself apart from every other practitioner that does the same service as you. I should say the same profession because the difference here is the service. When you're going to this level of detail in getting to map out your patient's journey and really understanding their needs, having all of your touch points set out, again, the outcome for your patient, the trust, the credibility, uh, the the loyalty is going to be exponentially different to any other practitioner they've ever seen. So again, I highly suggest you spend about 10 minutes or so mapping out your patient's journey, thinking again about the entire process in every single touch point to see if help improves their care. Thanks for listening in. Please don't hesitate to leave your comments in my Instagram page, underscore Anil Mustafa, underscore. And I look forward to having you listen in on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in today and I look forward to having you join me in the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest releases and for more helpful tips, look for me on Instagram under the handle Practice. This podcast is proudly sponsored by my appointments.